Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend Chip. He's the lead pastor and I'm the worship pastor of the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. This is The Weekly Grind. Chip, are you a news watcher? I am. I grew up in a newsy family. My dad always had the news on in the yeah. car. When he's getting ready in the morning, he had the radio on in the bathroom. He still does that. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a news family. I actually grew up in a, a family that my dad was very in tune with and involved with uh, the local political scene and followed like national politics. Um, so yeah, I, I would say as I've gotten older, I maybe have detached a little bit from that. I try to be intentional about knowing what's going on, knowing what the issues are, the different opinions, trying to discern what I believe about Mm -hmm. stuff. So I would say I follow the news. I'm I check the news every day. Mm-hmm. I will watch some news, um, but probably not as much as at certain periods of my life. Yeah, and some of it's been intentional because, like all of us, I think there can become a growing emotional attachment to things. Mm-hmm. There can be a uh, a frustration. Yeah. And it can it can eat you up, and yeah. I just thought I, I don't want to become too too involved. Um, but personally, I think it's important to know. And so, yeah, yeah. Long answer to a short yeah. question, a yes or no question. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm a lot of the same things that you said. Um, I guess my family wasn't as involved on the political scene locally, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, everywhere we went. My dad's got the news on in the car every night when we get home. That's pretty much what was on. And um, so then that I ended up kind of following after that. And even, I'll admit, a lot of my podcasts I listen to sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm out working in the yard and, and doing different things um, are, are political podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've even preached on it before in, in my sermon, just giving the, just admitting that, it's become an idol in my life at one point or another, and I've had to really back off from mm-hmm. that and learn boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so otherwise I become too emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in the process of, man, the last, the last four or five years, whatever it is, um, it's really, it's really amped up, especially in the last couple of years. And and now headed into our 2020 elections that are, what, 14, 15 months away? <laughs> right. Um, it's already hot. And so... It's going to get hotter. And it's going to get hotter. And unfortunately, um, you know, we seem to have to to make all of these people groups and classes and things. And um, and so the 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 Christian group kind of gets swallowed up and all that and gets caught in the middle of all of that. So then we're having to discern who is more like Jesus. I don't know. Um, 
or we get pushed into one box or one right, area right. when there's complexity to all of this. Oh, there is. Yeah. And so, so basically, to, this podcast is the start of a series, right? Yep. It may not be every week that we do this, but no. it, it'll be it'll be uh, ongoing because ongoing. we feel like it is a relevant conversation to have. Yes. It is definitely stuff that you are hearing that's being talked about at work, yeah. maybe around the dinner table at those reunions Conversations or Thanksgiving you're getting caught dinner. Up in. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be wrestling with a lot of stuff now uh, because of the political climate and the cultural climate that we're in. Uh, things are just coming to a head in a lot of ways. And so we want to contribute to that conversation through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, our purpose of this podcast is a kingdom mindset. Yeah. And so we just want to contribute, uh, not saying that we're the experts or have all the answers, Here's but a, our own personal experience, yeah. how we're learning to navigate through this ourselves, yes. uh, we think is helpful to contribute to that conversation yeah. and hopefully give you an opportunity to continue to think through, how do I understand uh immigration? How do I understand abortion? How do I understand what is the kingdom mindset I should have? And so what are we calling this? Yeah, 2020 hot takes. Explain that. Well, we kind of have 2020 as a dual meaning, right? Yes. I mean, it's clear vision, but it's also looking ahead at the 2020 election. (laughs) And and really, it's just just thoughts on a particular subject, topic, whatever it may be. And then a hot take is what? Yeah, just a quick... Just right, quick, and, quick and I looked it reaction. up. On, I looked up the definition. I think it's the urban definition of a hot take. It's a provocative mm. conversation. Yeah, yeah. This so, is going to get provocative a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how provocative <laughs> we're going to get. Maybe we would need a a panel to do that. Here's, we're not trying to be political here. Here's the thing: we want to bring in an intellectual and biblical approach. I just while you were talking, I just happened to think of the uh, Wesleyan quadrilateral. That's right. And in the scripture, and what is it, tradition, and what's the other one? And then experience, experience is last, right? Yep. But the experience is last. But it, right. but it, it shapes what we believe. Um, and so I figured, you know, and that's kind of what shapes our theology, but also our theology then shapes what we believe about everything. And so often I have, I follow politics, but um, I've remained silent because I haven't wanted to do anything that would um, maybe maybe cause somebody to stumble in Christ mm-hmm. because they believe maybe they don't agree what I'm saying politically and so it may cause them to discredit something that I'm saying scripturally. And so I've always erred on the side of caution um, with this, but there's just been an overwhelming sense of the church has a voice in this. We're wrapped up in this anyways. We believe there's a third way, a kingdom way. Sure. So I believe there's there's things on both sides of the aisle that are Christ-like. Mm-hmm. There really are, whether it's whether it's the the charity and the hospitality of the left or whether it's the the life and the liberties that that we believe each person is is uh, is uh, is given. Entitled. Um, entitled to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there there are definitely qualities on both sides. Um, so it's where do you where do you land? 
And hopefully these 2020 hot takes will give a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. to the culture and the things that are shaping our our thoughts and ideas. I think one thing is things have gotten so divisive. Having just regular conversations or disagreements is becoming more and more difficult. Because it's emotionally charged rather than intellectually. That's right. So often. Shouldn't the people of God, the kingdom, be able to have charitable conversations amongst ourselves yeah, and also amongst uh, whoever it is we're having conversations with? Mm. Respectable. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we need to be that countercultural approach to all this. It's a food fight in Washington right now. Mm-hmm. It's a food fight so many places. Isn't a way for us to show light is when we have charitable, respectful conversations. That I'm not saying that there's not disagreement. I think there is probably a room for a lot of disagreement. But doing so in a way, I think about a, a guiding principle in my, in my life. In essentials, unity. As the mm-hmm. people of God in the kingdom, yeah. I mean, we are unified behind a triune God, a divine yeah. Son, yeah. a present Holy Spirit, the authority of the world. I word. call those things close-handed yeah. um, ideals or, or beliefs. In non-essentials... Yep. Liberty. Okay, so this is your perspective, and this is how you believe things should be. I'm going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to discern, is that a right interpretation of Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a valid... Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to learn. I want to be that, that biblical person. And then the last, but in all things, charity. Yeah. And if it just comes down to the fact that you see things that way and I see things this way and you have reasons to believe that and I have reasons to believe, then we're going to walk away from the table still with a spirit of love Mm -hmm. and friendship and fellowship, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The one thing is, though, is I do believe that as kingdom people, we need to see that there is kingdom principles. Uh, there is not seven, seven different things, and we've kind of gotten into this climate where, well, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe, we must all be right. Yeah. I don't think the kingdom looks like that. God was very intentional about how he crafted Yeah the world to, to be and design and what makes sense, what brings life. Otherwise, we're a ship tossed about on the ocean going whichever way yeah. the so, wind blows. Uh, we might come to a difference of seeing things, but I'm trying to grow, you're trying to grow. And I think there should be a willingness to concede if I see something that you're saying mm-hmm. and you're spot on from Scripture and from I need to be willing to lay down mm-hmm. my position and move to to right. Yeah. 
Because in the middle of all this, we believe there is one true moral code law principle, right? Mm -hmm. There is one. God God was not uh, duplistic, and he doesn't have 70 different options. Mm -hmm. He is a way. He created us to be a way. There is a morality. What's interesting, we're going to talk about this, is we get accused of being the moral police. Like we're going to use some kind of morality to our whatever. Guess what? Everybody's got morals. Everybody has morals. Because you're using your morals to tell me that I'm the moral police. That's right. Which is a whole, and, you're at, and that's a whole nother podcast that we're going to get again. Like a self-defeating this is gonna be, argument, yeah, right? Yeah. The relative approach is really actually yeah. it's non-existent. No, because it, you know it's like the people who are say uh, tolerance is the uh, the only way to be are actually creating an intolerant position that tolerance is the only way to be. Yeah. It's so self-defeating. Yeah, it is. Everybody has morals. That That's the point here. No one's trying to yeah. be the moral police and say, well, you're not moral and you need to come over. Everybody's operating from their own sense of morality. Yeah. Now, what's right? Yeah. And for us and this podcast and our position... And if we, you affirm to be... A believer in Christ, then the authority for your morality comes from what? Scripture. That's it. And we are trying to understand more and more and better what does the scriptures say about how we should live. And as a young believer and 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 even you know, I, I would come across things in scripture and you know, my own kind of flesh wouldn't agree with that. And I didn't like the way that it was like, man, I don't, that sucks or whatever. But guess what? Guess who was off? I had to recalibrate. That's right. I had to, I had to, and it, it wasn't a, it was an intellectual decision that I committed myself That's right. to allow my heart to be changed and molded if for scripture. Because you had set in your heart the belief that there is one authority. Yeah. And that is the word of God. I love this phrase that, that we've talked about that you've brought to the table. That with the moral law, it's something that we discover, we yeah. don't invent. Exactly. Too many people are trying to invent morality. Yeah. And to, to continually invent it and for it to evolve. It's like, no, we, we just have to discover it. That's it. And then, and then follow it. That's it. You are right, man. There is so much inventing of oh, there is. what's right or wrong now and what's amazing. What's okay today is, I mean, you're a racist tomorrow for saying it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and what's funny is if you go back and look at certain people, they actually believe the opposite thing 20 years ago, but now it's expedient to them for political reasons right. or for acceptance right. or social acceptance. It's and such, their morality has just shifted in what's right and wrong. And it's we such just, a washing machine where you're just... All over the map. As kingdom people, it's, that's not who we are. Right. We're, we need to be we steadfast. We are discovering the absolute truth. Yeah. Which when I say those words, again, that brings into this whole conversation. Is there absolute truth? Mm-hmm. And many people hold positions 
and the foundation of their thinking to come to those positions are absent from from absolute truth. And so, again. So so this podcast really is defining terms Mm -hmm. for me because Mm -hmm. and laying the groundwork for what's to come because we're going to build on this, right? Mm -hmm. And so holding to the authority of Scripture Mm -hmm. first and foremost Right. Sure. And uh, and what scripture we we find moral law, we gather moral law, we discover moral law um, through scripture, through God revealing Himself to us. Ephesians five pulled this passage out. Um, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed, because this is improper to God for God's holy people. So if you're a believer, listen, He's telling you exactly where you're at on this stuff. Yeah. So don't waver. Don't find excuses or try to get a loophole. It's really clear what he's saying. Um, um, foolish talk, coarse joking, all these things, rather giving thanksgiving. No immoral, impure, or greedy person has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. That's right. So being holy, being set apart for Christ is is living this. And, and yeah. I think that being a kingdom person is living day in and day out with the king, Jesus, having authority in my life. Mm-hmm. And if my experience, my desires, my social acceptance, my all these things that I deal with... And crave? Crave... Come into conflict with who the king is and what he's desired for his kingdom. That as a kingdom person, I am most committed to the king and not my own desires and not what's popular Mm -hmm. and not what makes me look uh, the in the world's eyes the best. And I'm going to be honest in this whole these conversations. I tend to see a lot of people who crave social acceptance, who crave absolutely um, an image in front of people or a position that makes them look intellectual or evolved. Mm-hmm. Or caving on things Scripture explicitly speaks of because they don't want to be ostracized. But they want to be called things like intolerant or... right all those things and yet by the ones that are being intolerant of their belief right so <laughs> that's a whole nother that's thing another right? one. <laughs> we'll probably get there anyways, I'm sure. anyways. but it, are you so. committed to the king and is that your is that your core your craving right your core desire is to to follow the king right so so we have we have two things that you've touched on already we have relativism and absolute truth, mm-hmm. okay? And I just want to define those quickly, and then we mm-hmm. can talk about it another time. But uh, relativism, I pulled these off of the internet, so it's got to be... No, these are, these are the definitions of yeah. what they are. So relativism, the doctrine that knowledge, truth, or morality exists in relation to culture, society, or historical context and are not absolute, Okay. Absolute truth is something that is true at all times and in all places. It is something that is always true no matter what the circumstances. 
Uh, it is in fact, um, it is a fact that cannot be changed. And, and so, so as kingdom people, we believe that the king who has been the same yesterday, today, and forever, what he is about is what he's always been about. And so he is unchanging. Now that, to, to some people, that sounds scary. It sounds judgmental. It sounds, but if you really understand the king, mm-hmm. who he is, the life he brings, yeah. the grace and love that he is, those are the most refreshing things in the world. In a in a ever changing culture climate, I can't figure out what's right. People are just running around, changing positions. Yeah, we have a king who is the same, who is faithful, true, and out of that, he is just, holy, loving, kind. What a refreshing place to live. Yeah, anchored to an absolute truth. Of Jesus Christ, the same. Well, we need we need a true north. That's right. If we're going to if we're going to have these these discussions, and so what is that anchor? What is that true north? Um, what is that absolute truth? And we believe that scripture. Relativism also is kind of a self defeating argument, right? Because they're absolutely true that nothing is true. Right. So, uh, love. You mentioned you mentioned the love of God. I wanted. I just wanted. Again, we're going to talk about what love is, and and we have a culture that is constantly defining what love means, and its acceptance, and its all of these other things. Um, what what is love? And I know this is something that you're passionate about. Yeah, I, I think knowing <laughs> and understanding love is found in God, who is love, and how He acts. Mm-hmm. And what he reveals about himself. And love, God has always done what is in the best interest for us. You see that in Jesus Christ. Because one could say, um, he must not have loved Jesus if he, did, if he sent him to the cross. Exactly. Not even the case. Not even close. And to love someone, my understanding of love is to do what is in the best interest of that person. I love, I show love, I am love to them, not necessarily through emotional feelings, first of all. I'm not saying there's not emotional feelings with yeah, love. Yeah. Or letting them do whatever they want. Yeah. I don't love, I don't love Keegan. <clears throat> so you'll let him stay up and watch whatever he wants and eat whatever he wants. Yeah, that's hang out with whoever that's he not wants. love. And if that's what he wants, then am I loving to say, hey, take your bike whenever you want to come home? No problem. Whatever you want to eat? No problem. Uh, however you want to live? No, that's not loving. Yeah, you're that's, him. <laughs> that's unloving, right? <clears throat> yeah. By me having an environment that is teaching him how to live healthy, how to live productive how to understand that um, our life has to have uh, do's and don'ts. There's principles of life that we live by, and there's consequences if we don't. Teaching him those things, I am loving him. Um, And that's the way our world is. Like, we show, it seems like, well, you love somebody, you just let them 
live however they want or do whatever they want. Yeah. That's unloving. Um, we're going to talk about the way our government is and rules and laws mm-hmm. and um, are they loving. Uh, often they are for the benefit of society, for the benefit of people. Mm-hmm. And it might not be what that person wants, and if I give them what they want, I'm actually being unloving. And so love is is not just acceptance 